guys. Welcome, welcome to the lounge. Hello to everyone on TikTok. Hope you're all well. Hope you had a good weekend. So we're going to kick off this evening, still staying with the same topic that we always talk about, family law questions. Obviously, that's my speciality. Um, so nothing more that we can talk about there, really. Well, we can talk about loads of stuff, but I can't give you advice on anything else except for family law. So how this works, for those of you joining me on TikTok, if you want to ask a question live, you have to download the Discord app, you come over um, to Discord, and the link is in my bio, and then you simply go into the lounge and put your hand up, and it's as simple as that. Um, I do try and answer some questions on TikTok, as and when I can, um, but obviously the TikTok questions keep coming, you know, they're, they're so fast. Um, but I do try. There's times where maybe no one's got their hand up in the lounge. You've got people in the lounge right now, but sometimes people just like to listen, which is absolutely fine. Um, I don't expect anyone to, you know, put their hand up if they don't want to. Um, some people maybe don't want their voices recognised. And on TikTok now, we've got over 4,000 members. So it's a community, really. Um, and there's also three chat rooms in there. So you can ask questions. I will go in routinely. I think the last time I was in was Friday morning and I spent a couple of hours answering everyone's questions. I'll probably go in again later tonight or tomorrow. Um, and yeah, Shani, you had your hand up and then it went down again, which is fine. I'm just letting you know um, that it's gone down again in case you think that it's still up because um, it isn't. Okay, so hello, life of the bee. How are you? Hi, James Dixon. Hello, Donna Smithhurst. How are you? Um, ready to take your questions, guys, if you want me to. Um, oh, thank you so much, Mr. Fye. That was, um, that was beautiful. Um, oh, hello, Camille. Um, if you have a financial order but your ex-wife will not cooperate, what can you do? Uh, well, you have to enforce the order. So you're going to have to take the matter back to court and ask the court to enforce the order. That's all you can do, really. Um, because if she's not complying with it, then what you're effectively saying is she's breaching it. So if she's breaching the order, then you have to take it back to court um, and, and enforce the order. Will a judge transfer residence for breach of family assistance order? Not necessarily. You know, lots of people ask me about transferring residence. It's really, really difficult. It's a really difficult application to make. Um, and it's not for the faint-hearted, let me tell you. So it would, it would depend on the breach. Um, it would depend on the severity of the breach. Generally, there has to be some real significant safeguarding concerns in order to get a change of residence, okay? Can you do the financial order before the divorce? Absolutely, you can. Um, but you can't apply for your decree. Well, you can apply for your decree, absolutely, actually. But we, we advise that you don't. Um, we, you have to have your decree in eyesight before you can submit the, fin uh, the financial order to the court. So you can't submit it before you've got your decree in eyesight. But once you've got your decree in eyesight, or we're calling it a conditional order if you're on the new system. So decree in eyesight has been replaced with conditional order. A decree absolute has been replaced with a final order. But you have to have that decree in eyesight before you can send it into court. Um, is it easy to get 50-50 shared care? That's definitely the court's preference to get 50-50 shared care. They, they are more and more looking to families sharing the care of the children um, rather than residents and contacts. Um, but it does depend on the family, okay? So it will depend on the family, what's best for the children, um, lots of factors that go into it, all right? Um, what happens when you have two children but you're not on the mortgage? In terms of what? Give me some context. What, what do you mean, what happens? So you've got two children. Oh, in, in terms of what your rights are to the property. If you're married, then you're okay. If you're not married, then you have no rights to the property. But you can do what we call a Schedule 1 application, whereby you can ask for financial help to rehouse the children, if the children are going to live with you. Um, okay, I've got a few hands up in the lane. Just wanted to give people some time to, to join. Um, I've only just gone live. So for those of you that have joined me in the lounge, you haven't missed much. I've just been rabbiting on um, and answering a couple of people's questions on TikTok. So Colin H, you are first on the list. Whenever you are ready, ask me your question. And again, I'll lend us a tenner. 
um, again, I'll um, just reiterate for those of you on TikTok that want to come over and ask a question, you do so, but you have to download the Discord app, all right? Um, and then click on the link in my bio. Uh, Colin, what's your question? It's just uh, thanks for all the advice that you gave to us all. Uh, That's, all okay. That's okay. That's um, okay. It's just that is most most of your questions come obviously from the mainland line from Northern Ireland. Yeah. Does, does the same laws apply to Northern Ireland? No, they don't, Colin. So um, our jurisdiction here is just England and Wales. We can't give family advice in in Northern Ireland at all. It would be different. I don't know. I don't know how different it would be. Um, and you know, it, it could be for all intents and purposes fairly similar, but I couldn't, I wouldn't know. I honestly wouldn't know. Okay, that's very helpful, but thanks for all your advice, Hannibal. That's good. Oh, that's okay. You're welcome. Thanks, You're Colin. Nice. Bye bye. Right. Next on my list is Louise with her hand up. So, whenever you're ready, Louise, you can jump on and ask me a question. Hi. Hello. Thank you. I can um, hear you, yeah. So I applied for an emergency private steps order. Yeah. My ex-husband was threatening to take my children to Northern Ireland from England to live. Yeah. Um, obviously they've lived in England quite a while, so this is their home. Um, so I've, I've got a court date for the 1st of August. I've, I just, there wasn't much information on it. So they the granted the emergency order. Yeah. Um, and all, of us, all I've got is a date. Um, a place and a time and arrive an hour before for talks but that's it, I have no more information than that I'm just a bit worried because I don't know what to expect So the, when did you make your application for the PSO? Recently? On the 10th, on the 10th of um, July it was granted on the 14th but it wasn't sent out to me until a few days ago Okay, so they've obviously made it ex parte because nobody was there um, yes. and they've made it on the papers that's fine what they now need to do is, because obviously they can't just make a PSO without hearing all the evidence, they can't make it long term anyway, so what they're now going to do is in October they're going to give him a chance to come up and put his version of events forward if indeed he wants to. If he doesn't defend that application then it will continue until further order of the court. If he rocks up to court and says, actually, I don't agree with what's in her statement, they won't actually hear it on that day because they haven't allowed enough time. Um, but they will relist it for another day um, in order to give more time for him to defend. But essentially, Louise, it's just an opportunity for the court to establish where they stand. Can this order be made long term or is it just a, a, an order that's going to be defended by him? Okay, um, I thought it would have been done remotely, but I have to actually go to the court, which is making me a bit worried oh, as well. No, 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 don't, no, don't, don't worry about that at all. I mean, courts are ever changing now, and, and sometimes it's just a random selection. They are trying to do all of our hearings remotely, but yeah. at the same time, I think where there are emergency applications or maybe where there are final hearings, the judges as much as possible are asking the parties to come into court. But it, it means nothing, honestly. It doesn't mean anything. Don't read anything into it at all. Yeah, and I won't be left in a... Because instead of I've arrived an hour before for talks, I won't yeah. be left in the same room as him alone, will I? No, 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 no. Generally what happens is if you have legal representation, that's when the solicitors will start to try and negotiate. Or that's I when don't. the barristers... Well, then that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Um, you, you probably don't need to attend an hour before then. Maybe just turn up half hour before. And if his solicitor wants to talk to you, all well and good. Um, but that's just that's a way really of getting the parties to come together and, and speed things up for the court. Because a lot of times we'll negotiate some agreement in that hour. And then by the time we get before the judge, we can say to the judge, look, we've used that hour constructively and we've actually agreed this, this and this. So that's the only reason that they, that they put that uh -huh. hour in. Yeah, no, that's great. All right. All right, Bye. thanks very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Louise. All right. Bye. Um, Ex-Leeds girl, you are next on the list. Can my husband make me sell our house? We both pay the mortgage. He has the kids 40% of the time. Can he make you sell it? He can ask for an order for sale. The question is, will he be successful? Um, and I'd need more information to be able to tell you yes or no. Um, Ex-Leeds girl, what's your question? Yeah. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can, yeah. Hiya, right. So, thank you for this, by the way. That's all right. Um, my brother has got two children with a girl. 
Um, he doesn't live, they're not together, he doesn't live with her. Um, but he's got suspicions that they've been neglected, yeah. the children. Um, how does he go about getting the care of the children without... Well, I think without I, getting accused of kidnap or... Yeah, so it's going to depend a bit more on, on what's going on, if I'm completely honest with you. Yeah. Is he just a standard contact dad? Does he does he just have contact um, with the kids? He has them on a weekend. Okay. And sometimes it does seem to week after work. Yeah, and is there an order in place at the moment? No. No, no. okay. I think if he's got genuine concerns, um, the first thing he should do is report it to social services because he's yeah. going to need their support if ever he was to make an application for change of residence which is where it might go he's definitely going to need their support so yeah. i would i would be getting him to make a call to social services and just saying look i've got a few concerns um, would really appreciate it if you would call out if nothing yeah. comes of it and and that might be the case then he needs to make an application to the court um, because right. if he makes an application to the court for a change of residence or even just for more contact, um, CAFCAS yeah. may well get involved or the guardian may be appointed to really look into what's going on with the children. Um, yeah. But I think his first step should be to let someone know of his concerns. It's a criticism yeah. that we always use when a parent makes an application for change of residence because they believe yeah. that there's safeguarding concerns. And the first thing we always say is why didn't you report this to social services? Why didn't you tell anybody? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because when he makes his application to the court, he's going to have to wait three months for a hearing date, chances are. So yeah. I think he should make a call first. Um, if the children are at school age, he could also bring his concerns to the attention of the They're school. under three. Oh, right, okay. So they don't yeah. go to school. Okay. Um, then, yeah, he should, he should let social services know. Right. All right? Right, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, then. Thank you. Bye. Uh, Louise, you are next up. Can we do a clean financial break if he pays child and spousal maintenance? You can do... I'll be with you one second, Louise. You can do a clean break order if he pays child maintenance. If he pays spousal maintenance and you want that clause in the order, it's still a financial order. It's just not called a clean break. Okay. Um, hi, Louise. What's your question? Hello. Oh, I could hear you a second ago and now I can't hear you. Hello? Did I put you on mute? No, I didn't. Louise, I can't hear you. I'm so sorry. But I definitely heard you a second ago. I was just answering a quick question on TikTok while I, were, while I was waiting for you to join the stage. No? Oh, you're gone. If you put your hand up again, Louise, I'll jump you to the top. There we go. Let's try again. Oh, no, you've gone again. Put your hand up. There we go. Okay, let's try again. See if I can get to hear you this time. Hello. Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you now, Louise, yeah. What's your question? Oh, hang on a second. Let me see if I can... I can hear you. Oh, no. This happens sometimes. How do you join Discord is a question from TikTok. So what you do is you have to download the app, first of all, and then you click on the link in my bio. Come into the lounge, put your hand up. And then I'll I take everybody in order of when they put their hand up. No, Louise is having problems. That's fine. Carmela, you are next on my list. What's your question, Carmela? Hello. Hi. Um, in October, I would love to um, have a three-day um, uh, child arrangement hearing, the final hearing, um, yeah. three days. Yeah. And one day will be uh, focused on uh, fact-finding. I would have to defend myself. Uh, because father has made allegations against me. Yeah. Uh, and these allegations are uh, physical, emotional, and psychological um, violence against the children. Uh, now, um, obviously, this is not true, but um, he sent me these emails saying that uh, he's going to be happy to drop the allegations if I give him full custody. And to me, uh, you know, the phrases he uses, it looks like coercive behavior. So uh, he knows exactly that those allegations are not true, um, but he rather, um, you know, manipulate myself into giving up rather than going to court. And obviously it's going to be painful and it's going to be emotional. How do I, can I use that in court? Can I actually use those emails where he's saying, you know, I dropped the allegations, 
uh, but I want full custody. I want full custody. What, 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 what is yeah. it something that could be useful for me? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you have permission to file a statement, I'm guessing, um, and you would attach those emails as exhibits to your statement. So that's how you get the evidence in. And then if you're, yes. going, if you're going to represent yourself, you're then going to cross-examine him on the points in your statement. You, you, you won't actually ask him the questions. What the judge normally says is you send the judge your questions that you wish to ask, not him, just the judge, and then yes. the judge will ask the questions on your behalf. Okay. Right. Um, for example, um, the other question is that social services, because a section seven had been ordered due to the allegations, and they recommended fifty shared custody. Uh, is this positive for me that they made that that um, recommendation? Yeah, absolutely. Because um, the court will view that section seven as some independent and impartial. Um, advice so yes if, if they're suggest if the professionals are suggesting that's what's in the child's best interest that's definitely going to help and the last question is that none of my two children want to live with me in the sense that they're happy to have contact but they don't want to um, sleep at my house and this is where we have issues because I don't I want to have at least holidays or 50% of the holidays something that is more than a few hours uh, how do they uh, consider the wishes of the children? But well, the section seven, they would have perhaps spoken to the children. I think it's if dad is saying that they don't want to have overnight contact, you need to push for it. If the children yeah. are saying it, then obviously you need to find out why. Why? I, I, I know why. Because they, they, they don't want to say no to the father. Okay, well then, then you tell the judge that. Because if it makes it easier for the children to have to do what the order says, and the order says that they're having overnight contact with you, then it takes that, that pressure off the children. Because yes. the court have ordered it. Yeah, okay. Right. But, uh, so I can definitely use those emails that she has you, just been sending me the you, past few months. Yeah, you attach them as exhibits to your statement.
Um, Debs, you're up on the stage. What's your question? Oh, you're on mute, Debs. Take yourself off mute. Oh, hello, guys. hello. Hi there. Um, myself and my partner split up six years ago. Yeah. Um, we, we own a property together, both in joint names. Uh, there's still a mortgage on it. Um, when we split, I signed a separation agreement without seeking uh, legal advice. Yeah. Um, and I, I got £5,000 towards the cost of rent, etc., for a new place. Yeah. I recently received um, a couple of letters from her solicitor asking me to transfer the property over to her sole name um, because I've signed a separation agreement. Yeah. Do I have to sign it over or no. do... No. So the separation agreement, Debs, isn't legally binding. That's the first thing I would say. Only a court right. order would be legally binding in that situation. So, and, and, and the clue's in the title in that it's a separation agreement. So if one of you is no longer in agreement to that because you've, you know, things have changed or you've found out more information or whatever, then it's no longer an agreement. So you don't have to stick to it. So I think that the first point is if, if, you, if you honestly think that you might be entitled to more, then the first step might be to actually take some legal advice and find out exactly what you're entitled to. And then go back to her with that with that offer, or it might be that the separation agreement is spot on. Right. Would you be able, if I emailed you? Would you be able to recommend someone? I, I'm I'm actually I'm living in Scotland at the minute, and the yep. property in question is in England. Yeah, so. yeah, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, if you drop me an email, Deb, I'll, I can certainly help you out there. So long as the 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 litigation is in England and not Scotland, and that's absolutely fine. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you Brilliant. so much. You're welcome. Thanks, Deb. Bye. Okay, Mary Ann, you are next on the list. Can you run for MP? Not a chance in hell. I would never want that sort of job. Oh, no, thank you. Mary Ann, sorry. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. What's your question? Hello. Uh, thank you so much. I'm due in the court with my son's father. Um, this coming Wednesday, but I just have one question that I've not been able to get answered legally. Um, he applied last July for essentially a change of residency, even though he hasn't seen our child for nearly seven years now due to severe safeguarding concerns, e.g. trying to kill, wanting to kill him because he's his headache, etc. Um, obviously, we've had um, a first court hearing in June. Yeah. Where the judge wanted it face to face, he didn't turn up. Um, he didn't even court, didn't even ring the court to say he wasn't coming or any excuse. The judge um, delayed it until this Wednesday. However, my question is: is wanting a change of residency, obviously despite obviously the history, um, but in February and then again in July this year. He's contacted the child maintenance case, uh, child maintenance people. Now disputing paternity, saying that he he has strong um, things, strongly that the child isn't his. How would this go in court if he does show up this Wednesday? If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a couple of things there to talk about, Marianne. The fact is, this is his application. Yes, I missed that bit at the beginning. Sorry, yes, he yeah. applied. So this is his application. The fact that he's not turning up to his own application, if it happens the second time, you want to say to the court or to the bench, if it's in front of the magistrates, I'm asking for his application to be dismissed because it's a waste of time and it's stressful on you and all the rest of it. And look, if the guy was serious, he'd turn up to court. He's made the application, okay? And, and the court will always adjourn it. For the others, um, those of you that are listening, the court will always adjourn it the first time. But the second time, there's every chance that you'll get the application dismissed if he doesn't turn up. Um, the fact that he's asked for a change of residence and then doesn't turn up at the first hearing and, you know, isn't submitting any safeguarding concerns about the child. I think it's safe to say he's got absolutely no prospect of convincing the court about a change of residence. Now, that doesn't mean that he won't get any contact. However, I think it's useful for the court to know that in terms of the financial element, um, i.e. The, the child maintenance, he's actually disputing paternity. 
So what's it to be, is what I would be saying, if he does turn up on Wednesday, are you the child's father or are you not? You know, you've made this application before the court, you've obviously ticked that you've got parental responsibility, therefore admitting that you are the child's legal guardian, and yet you tell CMS that you are disputing paternity. Don't, don't raise the money with the court because the maintenance is very separate to court proceedings. But I think it's yeah. worth mentioning that he's challenging the fact that, you know, he is he the parent or not. And I would simply put to the court, you know, A, this application is a waste of court's valuable time. And B, he's really messing you about, you know. It goes a lot to his credibility or lack of the fact that if he was to get contact, can we really rely on this guy to turn up and be consistent with his child contact? So there's a hell of a lot in there, Marianne, that I would be banging on about on Wednesday uh, when the court... I mean, you're the respondent, so you'll go second um, in addressing the bench. If he turns up, he's, he's expected to go first as the applicant, open his case and tell the court what he wants. Um, and then, so wait your turn, but then when it is your turn, I'd be making just, you know, those three or four points quite clearly to the court and ending with, you know, I seek an application to dismiss... That's Sorry, I see an order. Can I just ask you one more question, please? Yes, absolutely. We've got a specific issue. Uh, sorry, uh, I have sex order, obviously, because Kath Cass picked up some safeguarding concerns on his behalf. Yeah. One of them being being done for sexual um, on a minor. Um, so obviously there is severe safeguarding concerns. If he doesn't turn up on Wednesday, yeah. is there anything that I can ask the court that might put like essentially a bar on future applications no, it's too too early marianne absolutely too early yet had this been his second third can't get me words out third or fourth application then yes you could but no they won't give you a bar after one application i'm wondering if he received a copy of that safeguarding letter saw the concerns that kafkas had had found out and that's why he didn't turn up at the first hearing because he's, he's now thinking, well, I've got, I've got nothing, you know, they're going to find out and I've got no chance now. Well, the, the CAFCAS didn't issue a safeguarding letter. They've put it on, a, is it a 16A risk assessment? Yes, yeah. And they put it to a district judge, not um, a legal justice or magistrate. It's yeah. gone higher. So it, that, because it's that serious. Is that serious? You, Marianne, you've got nothing to worry about, honestly. You've got absolutely nothing to worry about. Okay, thank you so much for answering my question. You're thank welcome. You. No problem. Bye-bye. Um, you've got to be firm. If someone else... Shah, I'm inviting you up while I'm um, talking. If someone uh, makes an application to the court, so it's their application, the responsibility is on them to then run that case. They are asking the court for help. They want an order of some description that they say you won't give them because, um, you know, you, you, you won't agree um, to them having this contact. If they then don't turn up, you've really got to be firm and help the court make a decision. You know, that's a complete waste of court's time. It really annoys me when we have to wait three months for a hearing date for people like that that just don't turn up. You know, that was an hour of court's time that somebody else could have had that actually needs that court help. Um, so, yeah, be firm, guys. If you are the respondent in a case and it's not being run properly, let the court know that. Um, Sharp, not too sure why it's taking you um, a while to, to get on and ask me a question. Um, again, for those of you on TikTok, you have to download the Discord app. You come over to the lounge and put your hand up. Um, and I'm always recording it as well because it goes out on, on my other platforms. So just know that it's very public. But then I think you guys know that anyway. Um, it's all it's all social media based, isn't it? So, um, OK, I'm going to go to the next caller who is Sean is Megan. Um, I'm not sure what happened. There was an issue with the other lady. I've forgotten her name now. But Sean is Megan, you're new to Discord. So welcome, first of all. And I have sent you an invitation to come up and ask me a question. There we go. Oh, hello. There you go, man. Hello, I can hear you. What's your question? Um, well, basically, my current partner, she was married for 28 years. Yeah. Um, left husband eight years ago. Um, he basically said, you'll never get half of this house. Sign it over to me and I'll give you £30,000. Yeah. 
She didn't get it in writing, um, and she hasn't had any money off him. She's got her three daughters who are all adults now, willing to stand up in court. Where do you think she stands? Well, did she ever... I mean, the daughters won't really be able to help. That's not how family court work, even though that's nice of them to offer. Um, did she ever get a financial order following her decree absolute? She, at the moment, doesn't know. She doesn't believe she's received a decree absolute because her husband said, I'll sort all that out. She has sent the papers off just last week. I think it cost £45 um, for a copy of the decree absolute, so she's waiting on that at the moment. Okay, so what she would then do is when she gets a copy of her decree absolute, she can then phone the court up and say, this is the case number, because she'll have that on the decree absolute, was a financial order made at the same time? And if the answer to that is no, then she can still make a financial claim. So then her next step is to take some advice as to what she would be entitled to, okay? And we'd need to know a lot of background um, in that situation. However, if she does have a financial order, then the answer to that will be no. There's nothing she can do because it's the financial order that severs those ties. Okay, that's lovely. That's all I needed. All right, no problem. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. That was nice and easy. Um, Samantha, you are next on my list. Is there a bit of argy-bargy going on on TikTok? Dear, oh dear. I don't know if I've got any mods in this evening. Paddy's not here. He's away playing golf, so I can't ask him. Um, come on, guys. Play nice. Uh, Samantha, what's your question? Hi. Um, it's not oh, as technical as all the rest. It's not kind of a legal question. It's just advice, really. Yeah, sure. Um, because we're in the process of court and cascas and stuff. Um, so my son goes to his dad's every other weekend. Yeah. And I know it might not seem like a lot, but when he's there, like he he doesn't I don't I don't know if he knows how to cook or what happens, but it's constantly McDonald's, KFC, he's up until on midnight. He's only six. Okay. Like well, I don't how do I approach that without sound, sounding a bit like petty? You know what? It's probably one of the most difficult issues when parents can't co parent and they just have completely oh, different yeah. styles of parenting. Because essentially, he has parental responsibility. So when the child is with him, he can raise the child as he sees fit. And so long as the child doesn't come to danger or there's no safeguarding concerns, there isn't really too much you can do about it. It's such a pain in the backside though, because obviously keeping him up that late and feeding him crap isn't great, but it's not deemed as a safeguarding concern. All you can do, I mean, my suggestion, if you were my client, would be to perhaps, I mean, obviously, maybe you've tried to talk to him and he doesn't want to listen. Would he yeah. try, would he think about mediation with you to maybe have a mediator help you get your point across to him? And why, more importantly, that you're not just having a go at him or trying to boss him around or control him, that you're just doing it because that's what you think's right for the child. Or alternatively, a parenting course. I mean, he probably won't agree to any of this, but that's all I can suggest to you. Because essentially, if the child's not coming to any harm, there isn't too much you can do. I'm so well, he sorry. did do the spit. Is it spit? Oh, yeah, the parenting course. Yeah, yeah separated. Um, he did his about six months late, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we did that, and I, he, I don't think he learned anything from it. I think he just thinks that I'm trying to control him yeah, or that's, try and stop his fun. And that's such a familiar story. You know, whenever I hear mums or dads talk like this and they always say, yeah. the other parent thinks I'm just trying to control them. It's difficult, Samantha. It's not something the family court can help you with, is what I suppose what I'm trying to say. And all you can do is, is maybe just keep trying with him. Um, maybe to try a different tact. I, I really don't know. There isn't anything I can I can advise. Essentially, um, unless the child's in danger, you kind of have to grin and bear it. Is there not a health kind of thing I could say? Or no, because I mean, giving him junk food when he has him on the weekend um, wouldn't really fall under abuse. You know, health mm. or, or 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 abuse or anything like that. So no. It's um, it's difficult. That's okay. Thank you. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> okay. All right. At least I know. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye. Uh, Daniela, you're next up. Thank you, guys. My mods are all on TikTok. I didn't see um the names, but thank you so much for helping me out. I think there was a little bit of issue. Uh, 
there a few minutes ago, but it looks like it's all under control again. Um, Daniela, what's your question? Hi, so we had a directing um, hearing last week, so in preparation for a fact-finding hearing. Yeah. My partner is the applicant, yeah. and he's trying to get 50-50, which is within his rights. Basically, he has a four-year-old, and he has been denied any sort of access. Um, the only thing he's been allowed is an hour in a coffee shop with the mother and the family present. So he hasn't really been able to exert his parental right. Yeah. So we just did a normal order saying that there were some issues um, with the mother's family where police was involved. Katka's found evidence of all of that. Yeah. There were some drug, there is some drug usage with her ex-partner who has the kid quite often. So we mentioned that as well, just because we don't know him and we want to know exactly what is going on because he spends nights and everything. And then the mother came back saying that we'd done a bunch of sexual harassment allegations towards my partner, like serious things that could land him in jail, uh, that he was fired over 11 sexual harassments, um, that he beat his sister, um, that he was financially controlled. So all of these things that she never mentioned in four years, suddenly she just told everything to the court, supposedly. Yeah. yeah. And now we are we need to prove it that it didn't happen. So we have all the evidence from HR to say that he was fired for performance issues, nothing to do with sexual harassment. They even say that if there was any evidence, they would have had to report it to the police. They haven't, which means that nothing happened. So I think court-wise, we will be okay with that one because yeah. we have everything. Yeah. But when she says that he slapped his sister in front of his mother, can we use the mother and the sister as witnesses? You can. You have to ask permission to call witnesses, but yes, you can. So you need to make sure you've got an order that you can have witnesses present. And then, yes, if that helps your case, absolutely. We think so. It's, 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 you know, it's a bit ridiculous. But, yeah, everyone's like, well, that never happened. We don't know where that came from. Yeah. So um, is that something that we do now or when we get the squad schedule to fill in? You, you, well, you'll need to do it when you go back to court. That's when you'll ask permission. So at the next court hearing, which should be a directions yeah. hearing, that's when you'll yeah. ask permission for the witnesses to be to be involved. Because okay. then the witnesses will be given permission to file a statement and then yeah. at the fact find, they'll be cross-examined on that statement. So they'll have to attend court just so mm -hmm. they're aware and they'll have to put a statement in. That's fine. Uh, right. The sister is 13 years old. Is that classed as the relevant statement? Because Sorry, from she's a... only 13? No, 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 no. It'll have to be an adult. No. Oh, okay, so the mother, yeah. the because mother. she says yeah. the mother was present. Yeah. So the mother can make... Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Can I just ask something else? Sorry. Um, so the mother is asking for supervised contact until the child is 16. Yeah. And the legal advisor that was with us on the direct that was with them in the direct hearing said that um that's a very rare situation yeah that they need to have a lot of evidence she basically said that three times which leads us to believe that the court is really not going to do anything like that yeah if we can disprove everything that she said in terms of her claims because they are honestly lies um yeah go on will we look at a 50 50 even though he hasn't had contact in the last seven months because of the mother? It's probably not going to be 50-50 if I'm honest. That's a big leap from no contact to then shared care. Oh, yeah, no, no, eventually. But we want to build it up. Possibly. too much for the child. Possibly, well. possibly. I mean, it, that, it's difficult for me to answer that, and, and, and I wouldn't like to speculate just based on the limited information I know. What I would say, yeah. though, is that to, to have ongoing supervised contact probably isn't going to succeed unless she can prove... Um, safeguarding issues, which from what you've said, I suspect that she can't. All right? No. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you okay. very much for all the work you do with us. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Louise, I'm just going to, I've just noticed you're back in the queue and you're actually third on my list, but I'm going to bump you up because you have already waited. Louise, can you hear me now? No. Oh, what a shame. Um, you're on mute. You're off mute. Oh, it's a shame. Sometimes this happens, and I, I really don't know what to say. 
Um, if Paddy was here, he might say, Does that work? Oh, there you go, I can hear you. Yay! Yay! <laughs> That's all right. What's your question? Hi, um, I've just started a divorce with my husband. Very early stages. I've had the hour with one of your solicitors, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, and he, we've sent the initial letter to him, and he's agreed, obviously, the divorce is... Yes, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. But he's replied back saying that he's not going to use a solicitor at the moment. Yeah. Um, and wants to know what I want out of a financial settlement. Yes. Um, what, is there some form we have to fill in now, or will it be a solic the solicitor writing to him again saying you need to disclose what your financial situation is? So it depends, what? Louise, on, on what the assets are. You know, if you were to um, tell me that there was only one house maybe and one pension and that was it um, and you were yeah. fully confident that you knew of all the assets in the marriage, then I would be saying, well, OK, let's get an offer in writing. But if you were a bit vague and you were saying to me, I don't really know what he earns and I don't really know how much his pension is, I don't know how many pensions he's got, then I'd be saying, well, OK, let's do four me's. Let's do a voluntary disclosure and get him to write out what his assets are. We do the same and then we swap them. And then when yeah. I've got a better idea of what the assets are, then I can advise you what offer to put forward. So it kind of depends, really, on, on how confident you are as to you know, if you know the assets in the marriage. Yeah, no, I, I don't know what the... OK. Because he has a business himself. Right. Obviously, I was with then, the family and looking after the yeah. home while he was the main earner, you see, so... Then I think I'd be saying, absolutely... Yeah, I... And there is a house that I've bought since we've split up. But yeah. So obviously, I'd, that all needs to go in the pot. Yeah, I'd be saying then, Louise, that whilst we're more than happy to negotiate a settlement, unfortunately, I'm not able to advise you on an offer until I've had full disclosure. Right, so that could be something that the, the solicitor would send another letter to him about. Yeah, and, and be proposing maybe, you know, we do a voluntary exchange in a month's time, so end of August, Brilliant. yeah. Yeah, lovely. All right. right. Thank you very much for your help. No problem. Thanks, Louise. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Cass04, you are next up. Thank you so much, my mods, on the TikTok. You're helping out. Everyone's asking how to get onto the Discord. Download the app. Go into the link in my bio. Come into the lounge. Put your hand up. Cass04, what's your question? Hello. It's a bit of a weird one. Mm. Um... My, I'm looking to get married to my partner and we're looking to get shared parental responsibility of, of my son. Um, yeah. His dad has verbally agreed to this, but due to some allegations that have arisen, um, would there be a way that I can do this without having to contact him? Because I don't know where he lives. He doesn't pay CSA. He's been investigated for lots of horrific things yeah. um is there a way i can do it without having to contact him he's verbally agreed yeah when he used to see my son but i'd rather so not so cast do you do you not have any contact with your child at the moment with my child i do it's oh. his dad um his dad's on the birth certificate yeah um but it was a very controlling relationship court's so, not really an option um because i was I was kind of groomed. I was underage and going through horrific things, and he was not underage um, when we got together. So but sorry, I, I have full just, custody of my son. Oh, I see. Sorry. Okay. So I, I misunderstood. Okay. I misunderstood that point. So you've got full custody. So what is it that that you want to achieve? Sorry, Cass. Just tell me that bit so again. So when me and my current partner, so yeah. my son's stepdad, get yeah. married. Yeah. Um, to gain shared parental responsibility. Oh, Obviously, see. that doesn't just automatically happen when you marry someone. Correct. You need to apply for it. You do. Um, so my son's autistic, so yes. to give permissions and things like this. Yes. Um, um, yeah. Is there a way I can do that without having to contact my son's biological so, dad? No, there isn't. No, there isn't. Um, you, you have to, when you... So, because the first step would be to all three of you to sign a parental responsibility agreement, and then nobody needs to go to court. So you'd, okay. have to, you'd have to contact him to sign that. If he wouldn't agree to sign that, then you're going to have to make an application to the court. And of course, if you make an application to the court, you've got to put the contact details on the form for dad because the court will have to serve him with your application. Okay. Is, is getting his address going to be a problem? 
Is that the next question? All I know is, um, I mean, all I know is that he's in Ireland. However, that could change. Right. And depending on his investigations, he might even be in prison by okay. the time that we get married. So it's, Have I'm you, not really sure what to do. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to try and con. You're going to have. What about getting um, some sort of private investigator on the case or some sort of inquiry agent or somebody? Um, giving Possibly, them a... I know he pays CSA for two other children. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Now, what you can do, I wasn't going to say this because you told me that he may be living in Ireland, but you can make an application to the court for what's called a disclosure order where you can prove to the court that you've exhausted every which way and you still cannot find their address. You apply for a disclosure order and the court will do some checks with DWP and if he's on the record, and he will be, because if he's paying CMS he will be, then the court can get his address that way. They won't give it to you, but they'll okay. keep it on the court file and at least then they can serve him with the application. So all's okay. not lost if we've got some way of tracking him in the UK. Perfect. I'll do, he might even be back in the UK by then. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. He, but but yeah, yeah, okay. A, a disclosure order, if, if all fails and, and your you know inquiry agent or a PI can't get you an address. And I would try them, you know. They're pretty good, the inquiry agents. They come up with all sorts. Um, but if you can't get them that way, disclosure order might assist. Okay, I'll try right. that. I, okay. I'd, I'd just rather not contact him personally. Yeah, unfortunately you have to. If another person's going to have PR, then the existing people um, with PR um, have to be notified and he will have one. He has got PR, I take it. He's on the birth certificate, yeah? Yes, yeah. Um, he does. Um, yeah, he does. Yes. Okay. Um, but he's he doesn't pay maintenance and he doesn't... Yeah, that that won't um, matter really. Unfortunately, they them two them two things don't go hand in hand. Regardless of oh no, whether that's, yeah, that's fine. I yeah, kind okay. of said I don't want it anymore because it was so inconsistent. Just like his his um visits, but no, that's okay as long as I know that there are other options. Fab. All right then, Cass. Glad I could help. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye. Uh, Chris, you're next on the list. Can a mother, father and step-parent all have PR at the same time? Absolutely. Up to four people. Five people can have PR. As long as everyone's in agreement. It can't, but it usually goes up to four. Um, hi, Chris. What's your question? Hello. It's um, hopefully a quick one. Yeah. Me and my wife are currently going through the divorce side of things. And it's just been to, I'm assuming it's been to court, and it's been agreed that we can get divorced. Yeah. Now, last year... I came, I came home from work to find out that she'd gone. And what she'd done, unbeknown to me, was took half of the savings out and set up um, a house that she was renting, kicked it out, etc, etc. Yeah. <coughs> um, now, I was obviously left with half of those savings, and she seems to believe that when we're filling in the formies, etc., which we're about to do, that she will then be entitled to that half that was left. Well, um, you're, you're, you're both entitled to each other's assets. In yeah. a, so it doesn't really matter. She's writing what she says. Anything mm -hmm. that's in your name or joint name, or anything that's left, she's entitled. But then you're also entitled to what she's got, what she's gone off and bought in her sole name. Right, got you. Now, with regards to that, she's going to... Just trying to think of the easiest way to describe it. It, it will be me paying her during the divorce. Um, yeah. The house, although it's in my name and I had before I knew her, I know it makes very little difference now. Um, so it'll be me paying her out of the house and the money that she took out and saving, she's rented the house and just and just kitted it out. Yeah. Um, so I imagine as, as as far as assets go, we have a car of similar value, our pensions are almost similar value. Yeah. The only main thing is going to be the house. And I, I don't know in the grand scheme of things, it's it, it seems like nothing, but it was just the thought of then having to give her ultimately 75% of the savings is what she will have had. Um, from from when she decided she was going to move out, but, to me. But Chris, you can you can ask the court to do an adjustment. So you can ask the court right. to take into account what she's already had. So had she not taken the money from the savings account, let's pop that back into the pot, and let's right. do our calculations there, and then we let the court know that she's already had some of it, and and we and that's called an adjustment. 
Right. So okay. we, we, we can't, is we can't do that. Is that something put on the 4Me or...? Yes. You know, in the, in the back part of the 4Me, we've got the, the ability to be a bit more narrative um, mm -hmm. and in conduct. Put it in there. I think it's 4.2 or 4.3. It's in the 4s somewhere, I think. Anyway. Um, right. And it's about conduct. And if you want the court to take something into account, that's where you'd put that. That she's already had a large lump sum that equates to X yeah. amount. And you would like the court mm -hmm. to bear this in mind when determining the final order. Right, that's brilliant. I've not even looked that far to be through, to be fair. I've been trying yeah. to focus on the, on the numbers and making sure those are right. But yeah. that's brilliant. I didn't yeah. realise that was in that. Yeah, fab. All right, Chris, glad I could help. Brilliant. Okay. Thanks for your help. Thank All right you. then, bye-bye. <clears throat> Kitty, you are next up on the list. Um, seems to be a load of people on TikTok desperately trying to get over to Discord. Um, you have to download the app. Hey, um, Kitty. If you accumulate some savings yeah. before marriage, yeah. but I am asked during separation, yeah. is that considered a marital pot? Yes, it will be because you're not divorced. Sorry, I can't hear you. It will be because you're not divorced. Okay. And the other thing is, if your partner claims um that the other person um owns so and so whether they do or not but they claim it and the only way they could get any information whether real or not would be by hacking into your email um what does the court have to say about that well, that's not a family law matter that's more of a criminal matter so but you'd have to prove it and everything, but just logically speaking, they don't have access to any information during separation. The only way they could would be by hacking into your phone or you know, your emails. Yeah, it's not it's not a family law matter. So there'd be no penalty from the family law court about that. But if if they were to make fake claims because they have in the past, you know, she owns so and so during um occupation order, um it wasn't true. The court didn't pay heed to it, but um, it was never awarded anyways because I had started working. However, he is of such nature. So I'm just worried that when you do start financial settlement and he opens his mouth and says she has three assets in three different countries in the world, how do you go about approaching it? Because that will just incur legal costs at my end trying to prove no. But you would simply say to the court that you don't have those assets. That you're, because when you complete your for me, you sign it to say that it's a, um, a, a statement of truth, that it's true what's all in there. So you, it's not for you to disprove what he's saying. You just simply have to be honest with the court and say, I don't have those assets. So I don't think you've got too much to worry about there, Kitty. Okay. And um, if, if the marriage was all about financial abuse to begin with, and I know that the court doesn't take those things into account, but is there any way that that tips the balance because the marriage is about financial abuse and a person has been through and there has been convictions on criminal side, not financial, but it's all in record. And then a person goes about claiming so-and-so just because you have better earning capacity than them. I mean, I'm talking about a person who does not pay child maintenance since day one, never a penny, um, has claimed benefits while he's not in, even in the country. Um, so I, I don't want to say it's a fraud or not. It's up to them to decide, but I know that he's not even in the country. Um, how does that take, get taken into account? Generally, yeah, generally, Kitty, financial conduct isn't taken into account. The court are going to look at the assets that are available and then focus on what the parties need, their housing needs, their income needs, their financial needs. Okay? Does um, any liability get taken into account? Because Not really. Um, I Not really. Um... Kitty, if I can just stop you there. So your questions yeah. are, are crossing over between family law and criminal law. Okay, so mm -hmm. and, and I think I've, I've tried to be as clear as I possibly can. What the family court are going to look at is what assets are available and what the party mm -hmm. needs. So financial conduct throughout the marriage won't really be relied upon. I mean, obviously, I can't I'm not advising you at this stage because you're you know, I've listened sort of 60 seconds of what you've got to say. But essentially, the answer is no. Financial conduct won't be relied upon. All right.
Okay, my final question, I'm sorry, is if, if there is a liability um, towards X and X party, uh, does that get taken into account that, you know, your partner owes so-and-so to somebody? So even if they have um, if sent it's, out 10,000 pounds from their account yeah, if it's to that person... Kitty, if it's a genuine debt, then yes, it will be entered onto the Form A. If they can prove it's a genuine debt, then yes, it will be counted in. So what is required to prove that? I mean, there is an agreement order in place from another country. Right. Um, well, where it, it would depend. Reside, so it would, would that be okay? It would. I, it... I, Kitty, I couldn't answer you that. You're you're, you're getting mm. very specific now. Um, right. So the, the actual paperwork that you're, you're referring to, I can't say yes or no. I'd need to have a look at that. But essentially, okay. you're, you're going to be relying on paperwork to prove the debt. Okay? Okay, just one last question. No, no, no I'm going to move um, on, Kitty, because there's so many other people wanting to ask questions. I'm so sorry, but I hope what I've told you so far has helped, okay? All right. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Um, Smiley Kel, you are up next. all gone very quiet hello smiler cow what's your question hi um i'm looking to do a transfer of equity um for a jointly owned property yeah um, my ex-partners um we lived together for six months yep. and he moved in february 2020 um he paid the mortgage till well half of it we paid well he paid 45 percent of it till december 2020 um, I've, ma I've made offers to buy him out like over the last two years um, and he's not accepted. Um, I've just got a letter from his solicitor and he's wanting to get the value of the house now. Um, and I'm just wondering, how, is it the value of the house now or is it the value of the house when he stopped paying? It's the value. It will be the value of the house now. The value of the house now. Yeah. Um, is it? Will it, would I be able to apply through Schedule 1 of the Children Act, or is it like Tolata? Um, well, it, it might be a bit of both, to be fair, because if you own the property with him, and, and it's a dispute, we deal with that under Tolata, and for those of you listening, that's the Trust of Land Act. But if you then get your fair share through Tolata, and it's not enough for you to rehouse the children and they're living with you, then you would also do a Schedule 1 application. So it, de it de right. depends what you need. So the t all the yeah. Talata's going to look at is, is you and him. Yeah. It's the schedule um, one that will bring in the children. Thank you. Um, would anything be took into consideration um, to give me a bigger share? So I've spent um, 12000 on renovations since yes. he's left. It was like a derelict house yeah. in, when, when he left. No a kitchen, absolutely. no Absolutely. If you've made significant financial contribution, which by the sounds of it you have, then you would detail that on your application. Great. Yeah. Um, I read something online that said you can either like use the the cost of the like financial contribution that you've made, or you can have a credit for fifty percent of the increase in value. Since obviously it's increased in value by fifty thousand since you left. Yeah, absolutely. I I would be um I would be suggesting both. Um, so that I, I wouldn't be, you know, um, cutting myself short there. So I'd be suggesting to the court that the £12,000 investment increased the value of the property by 50000 50, and show evidence to support that, and therefore you would like an additional twenty five. However, um, if the court's not minded to do that, because it might mean that it leaves him with less money to rehouse himself, for example, then I would say if the court's not minded to do that, I would request my £12,000 back before it's divided under, you know, how the ownership, how it's held between you both. Yeah, great. So ask and just last both. question. Yeah. Um, I I have the little one, my two-year-old, like I've had him, f well, five days out of seven. Yeah. Um, well, obviously since you were born. Yeah. Um, did the courts take things like that into consideration, like earning potentials and things? Because obviously in I've the got schedule one. Well. Yeah, in the schedule one they will absolutely, absolutely not not under the Talata because Talata is quite clear as to how you hold that property, the ownership of that. So you're mm -hmm. going to be asking just for more money to reflect what you've put into it. But definitely in the schedule one, yes, that will that will play a big part. Mm -hmm. 
If um, if I have more asset uh, assets than he does, would it look bad if I did a schedule one? Well, it depends if the needs of the children are met. So it's not based on what you've got and, and what, you know, that your income. It's if you're unable to meet the housing needs of the children and need to ask him for some assistance. That's the right. key. All right, brilliant. Thank All you right. so much. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Uh, Frida, you are next up. Foxy's right. I'm normally on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at 6pm. I used to do five days a week, but it got a bit much, if I'm honest, and work gets busy from time to time. So now I just do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Um, hey, Frida, what's your question? Hi, uh, um, what it is, is I have an autistic child who's also suffering mental health at the moment. Yeah. Um, and then, sorry if I get a bit upset. Bless um, you, you're okay. But I'm struggling to get the right support through social care and CAMS. Um, so I've just, I've told them what I know will help my son. Um, but they seem to be not listening. Um, I was just wondering what my legal rights are as a mother on how to deal with the social care and CAMS. Is this, is this in respect of a financial law matter, Frida, or not? Like, is there uh, a... No. 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 Okay. It's, I, I know my son needs to be removed from the home to go into residential or something like that because yeah. he's not engaging with nobody. Um, yeah. He's very suicidal, so I'm constantly watching yeah. um, to make sure he has attempted his own life already once before. I'm sorry. Um, but I just don't seem to be being listened, and I've been fighting yeah. this now for five months. Um, and I'm just scared that if they don't pull their fingers out soon, I'm going to lose my son. Yeah. I, Frida, I, I can't help you. Um, I'm going to be completely honest with you because this is completely outside of my area. It's more welfare. But the great thing about doing things like this is that on TikTok, where there's another four or five hundred people listening, they are all coming through with some, some suggestions. So somebody saying she needs to seek support from her social worker. Someone else is saying my son is going through the same thing. Someone else is saying has she got a Senko at school? They help with CAMS. Um, Senko so at school have been absolutely brilliant. Okay. Um, the That's school good. have been the only ones that have basically kept me a afloat um, yeah. and stop me from sinking. So I've had two people suggest that the school needs to do an EHCP assessment. Has that been yeah, done? Yeah, he's got all that. He's already got everything else. He's got, yeah. you know, got social worker involved and everything. It's just that they're not listening to my views or dad's views or anything like that. So I was just trying to get some yeah. legal advice on where my rights are as a mother to... Yeah. Obviously, I can't get him sectioned because he's only 14. Yeah. Um, so it's like I'm just trying to get some legal... Yeah, I understand. Advice on where I, understand. I go. Yeah. Someone else is suggesting, Frida, that your GP could write a letter and then it will be escalated. Um, someone else is suggesting that the schools will advocate and help you out there. So, as I say, I can't give you any legal advice. Or oh, someone else has said he can be sectioned under a 136... But the great thing about the community is that other people are going through this um, and I'm hoping that some of those suggestions will help. If you go onto TikTok, Frida, um, then you, you'll be able to see what everyone's suggesting here. So many people are saying charities are good, mental health charities, Mind, Calm, Samaritans, um, saying you can section a child. Someone else is saying, speak to Sendias, S-E-N-D-I-A-S. -E um, Young Minds is another one. So I hope that helps, Frida. I mean, that wasn't me. That's coming from all the, the TikTok guys. But I hope that's that's helped a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, TikTok people. That was really good. That was really, really good. 
sorry, Sanjane, uh, you are next up on the list. That's the great thing about social media. It has such a huge voice. It really does. And I genuinely didn't know what to tell that lady because it's not, I have no experience in that field. And the fact that so many of you who are listening were able to jump on and help. Sanjay, hello, what's your question? Um, yeah, my daughter's um, going through the courts at the moment and um, he seems to think that when he does have my granddaughter, her ex, that she should provide all her clothes for her for the whole time that she's there. Yeah. Are we being unreasonable to say, well, no, she provides them when she's with her, so why should she have to still provide the clothes for when she goes with her dad? Yeah, I don't think that's unreasonable at all. Not at all. Not at all. Otherwise, where does it end? Like, does she well, got to, has she got to send her with food parcels as well? No, I think... Well, I mean, obviously, yeah. the, ch the child will go with, you know, fully clothed. Um, but, yeah. you know, if it's a regular contact session with Dad, um, then ultimately, you think he'd have a little bedroom and a wardrobe and some bits and pieces that are already there. Um, make the child feel more at home. So, no, I don't think you are being unreasonable. Or your daughter. I don't think she's been unreasonable yeah. there. Okay. All right. It's just, um, it's, it's just very controlling. And it's because my, my daughter has said, okay, I'll send her with a set of clothes for her to come home in. Yeah. But when, when it gets to a Friday that it will be picking her up from school, he seems to think that my daughter should send her to school with like a little mini suitcase for the yeah. whole weekend. Yeah. And we're like, she's only seven, bless her. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, but, um, right, it, okay. yeah, it's, it's not unreasonable to, to suggest that dad have a few bits and bobs. I mean, if he's only having her at weekend, he doesn't need a whole wardrobe full of clothes, does he? He just needs a couple of changes of clothes. And then he can send her back to mum on a Sunday or whatever in a school uniform again. And, you know, keep all the clothes at his house. Um, well, yeah, we have suggested that, but it's, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. every every family's dis different. I've got people on um, uh, on TikTok saying, but I thought mums did send clothes. Some people do. You know, some people, the question I'm being asked is, is it unreasonable not to? And what I'm saying is, no, it's not unreasonable at all. It's called co-parenting is what it's called. Um, so yeah. I hope that's helped. Okay, lovely. All Thank right. you very much. Thanks then. Thank bye bye. You. Thanks. Bye bye. Right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. It's ten past seven. Um, I'm going to be back here tomorrow again at six. Sorry to all of those um, still with their hands up in the lounge. There are so many of you. There's 21 of you. I'm so sorry. I would literally be here for another hour and a half. Um, thank you for joining me again, guys. And um, come back tomorrow, six o'clock, and we'll answer some more family law questions. Until then, take care of yourselves. See you later. Bye, guys.